Hey, welcome to the This Week in Outrage podcast. I'm recording this after the fact. We record this show live, so usually we wouldn't have this section, but this week we <laughs> suffered a power outage like literally a few seconds into starting the show. So we kind of ran the whole thing off UPSs and you can hear them beeping and you hear a bunch of other stuff. So in this case, I did edit the show a bit and cut some of that stuff out. So it can be a wacky show, but you'll see hear the UPS beeping in the background and various other emergency preparedness going on during the show. But we managed to get a show in and even though we had to cut it off because the battery died. But anyway, so that's where we're at. This Week in Outrage is a show where we talk about memes, things in the news, things in the memes and what got us going. And um, we have, I have a companion real show called Outrage Overload, where we talk to scientists and researchers, authors about outrage in society, outrage in politics, and lowering the temperature, so how to improve things and get stress out of our lives. That's called Outrage Overload. You can find that at outrageoverload.net. And now let's start this kind of crazy show, and you get to kind of see how this went with the, with the power going out mid-show. Have fun. So yeah, we're live on Wisdom, and we are live on York's Radio, and we're starting our This Week in Outrage program. So what this show is, is Lisa and I talk about like what's happened this week on what was in the news, what was in the memes, what outraged us, or otherwise, did our power just go out? Oh, we lost our power. Okay, so this could be a problem. Most of this stuff is battery-powered, but um, we are now on reserve power so we'll have to see if this works we may lose our connection um this guy is going into sleep because his batteries are low <laughs> so today's show may not work out too well because we lost our connection we're in california and we're going through these yeah atmospheric river let's see if i can get an extension cord to plug you once you fill the spot i'll try to get an extension cord well we're back on line on Yerg's radio for now um, I could get a uh, lantern for light. So yeah, well, uh, I think we got most things up and powered now. So we'll see how that goes for how long that lasts. We're running off UPS right now. We might have some special guests today if they're able to join. And uh, and uh, so yeah, so um, what did you have on your list to talk about? I You know, I didn't find anything too exciting on mine, but I have a few things if we end up going that way. Hey, so... The thing that's bothering me the most, I kind of mentioned it to you, uh-huh. um, is uh, a lot of the um, websites are showing, you know, that all the women and children are missing from this migration train mm-hmm. of all the immigrants coming here to, you know, storm our borders. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think, and and I think this all the time, it's like, where are they getting those photos? Where are they getting that video? Right. And when was that recorded? When this week, was it last taken? Week, two last years year, ago. Yeah. Last year. But they had a big meeting on the border. Um, and uh, talking. This was a thing at the park? or no? Yeah. 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 And I love how Abbott goes, well, the federal government's using this property to break laws and like for illegal activity. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I guess that. When they and then another thing when they said when no women and children are in these, you know where are your women and children? Didn't a woman and two kids just die? Yeah, in the real Grand? Ago. Not long ago. And yeah. that was, so the women and children are there. It's just that I don't know what where these pictures are coming from. And I have to say, okay, if these are true, can we have some more um, certification that this is actual video? 
Right, and where it came from and when it was recorded and all that. And yeah. Who took it? Because it could be from anywhere. Like I've seen some of these things where you find out later it was taken at, you know, in in Belgium, you know, five years ago or something. It's like, <laughs> you know, what are you guys even pretending this is something? So Right. So that's been that's been laying heavy on my head. What about you? How do you feel about that? Um, did I have that on my list? I know at one point I was gonna talk about it a little bit. Um I don't know if I had that on my list, but uh, I, uh, let's see if I do. I, I don't know if I did have that on my list. Um, no, I don't think I did. Um, no, I don't. I, I think I had it for a little while and then um, then kind of unraveled it. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess I, I think I took that off. I, I, but, yeah, I mean, I'm glad it came up because it's a complicated topic and it's not straightforward and it, it raises some fair issues. I mean, I think, you know... I think a lot of it is just kind of, you know, uh, theater, right? But some yeah. of it's real issues underneath the surface. There's some real issues there as well. Immigration is a real problem. And, you know, and if you could see if, if Texas is serious about that, they feel like the government, the federal government is not doing enough, then this is kind of a protest action, you know, to, sh- to maybe see if something can happen. And, and obviously, like I say, some of it is, is theater, but, but there's potentially some underlying stuff there. So, you know, it'll be interesting. Immigration's always frustrated me because it's one of these things that I think there's all kinds of opportunity to for bipartisan support of various things, but nobody wants to do it because bipartisan support is sort of even your own constituency. Constituency is like opposed to that. Um, you know, so it's like it's hard for people to even talk about that because they get flamed by their own side. Either. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm going to distribute a couple of flashlights and be right back because it's going to get dark here pretty quick. Um, so let's see. Well, let's see. What did I have before I run off? I will set you up with something I was going to talk about, and then you can see if you have any comments on it. Um, how about, did you see that they, um, they might've found Amelia Earhart's plane? I mean, it's possibly, you see that? I did see that. But then again, I see that right you see that <laughs> all the time. Yeah, Remember when the inquirer was, you know, on the, um, at the grocery store checkout? And um, it was always talking about we found Amelia's plane, we found Amelia Earhart's plane, and I think you, we even watched a couple documentaries where they talked about they found the plane, or or pieces of things that were supposed to be on the plane. So I don't know. They also said they found the actual Noah's Ark. So I know those are apples to oranges, but um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know, David. I don't know how. How I feel about that. So, but then again, I hope they did get some uh, some closure and some information and kind of um, close one of the greatest mysteries of history. They also have, think they have a new lead on who um, D.B. Cooper, the uh, guy who uh, hijacked the plane and jumped out of the airplane. Um so they think they might have a new lead on that. Although all they say is, "We have a new lead." Great, what is it? We don't. We're not going to tell you. <laughs> so that this uh, we need to be more prepared for uh, power outages in the future. Yeah, this is like not a California thing most of the time, right? <laughs> well, also um, we haven't been recording for you know. But anyway, 
Yeah, we'll see how long our UPS lasts. It's going to go so, as long as it goes. <laughs> hey, so what did you think about the Amelia Earhart thing? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I think it's a little too early to know exactly what's going to happen with it. But it's interesting. I mean, the guy is even himself saying, you know, they're not guaranteeing they've found it. Like, but, you know, they think it could be. So we'll see. I mean, I'm curious to see where this goes next. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, whether they, um, it turns out to be. I mean, I still think it's a, I don't know what the percentage that it's really at. Probably 30%. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's a but, that um, high. There also has new, there's new leads on D.B. Cooper, too. You heard that? I didn't hear that about that, mm. no. But they don't, don't really, really tell you what they are. No, oh, really? Yeah. So I did want to talk to you about one thing. Okay. That, um, one of your latest episodes, I don't think the... Um, outrage Overload. The Outrage Overload. Yeah, you talked to um, Robert J. Thompson. Oh, about history of outrage TV. History of outrage TV, and the one thing that he um, said, you know, that one thing that we're missing in life and in news right now is um, agreed facts. Right. That um, we all don't agree on the same facts, and it's like I think we brought this up before, and um, more about talking about alternative facts. But, yeah, he reminded us that when we watched the news, we were all watching the same news, so we all had the same base of facts, and then we could make decisions from there. You know? Yeah. That, those days are gone. And they're not coming back. You can't no. put that toothpaste, toothpaste back. No. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah. Toothpaste could not go back in. No, and, and, you know, and so now we have to figure out how to deal with the world we're in now, right? Yeah. How do you deal with this media ecosystem where there's just so many sources you can go down? You know, and I was even thinking about that today a little bit. I was talking about sort of a thing, you know, I think it's pretty clearly kind of pseudoscience. Some of this, all this talk of sort of vibrations and higher state of vibrations and all that, right? I don't know if you've heard anybody talking about that. but Just you. But, you know, but even if you start looking around at that, for every article that's sort of semi-scientific going, yeah, there's nothing, there's no there there, there's 50 articles of somebody telling you how, and just telling us a great thing, or or just giving it as a, uh, like it's just assumed that it's a real thing, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and how to raise your vibration. Like, not saying the whole thing is nonsense, but just saying, here's how to raise your vibrations, right? And so, like I say, for every article that's kind of semi-scientific, there's dozens of the other kind so i'm being selective some sense in some sense to pick the ones that are like scientific right <laughs> you could argue that i'm cherry picking what my facts there right yeah <laughs> but i mean the others aren't necessarily facts but i mean i'm just saying that if you look at the the sources i mean i'm sort of cherry picking to go with the ones that are sort of a scientist or a researcher or something like that yeah but i don't think that even the concept of agreed facts is even a thing i mean i think before it was assumed you know, that we all had the same facts. But to, I think that when we ever, when we sit down and have a conversation with somebody, I mean, we all, I don't think any of us have the same facts. No, we don't. And and I think the, the number of sources that are available to us, you know, is, is huge. Right. Um, and, you know, and who can fact check every single source, right? I mean, we're going to pick our favorite sources and trust in sources has gone, you know, to zero. You know, there's nobody right. trusts anything. So, and and there's some merit to that. I mean, like people have sort of, you know, these media outlets have 
you know, gone to, uh, you know, sort of, if they don't outright lie, they leave stuff out or they just spin the story a certain way. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder that there's been a huge loss of, of trust. So, you know, it's like, even if you have, and we're not very good critical thinkers, we're not very good news media consumers. So, you know, we're just, it's so all that <laughs> builds, all that goes together, accumulates to sort of create this environment where, yeah, you can find whatever facts you want. And we all do that. I mean, I talk all the time about how when we say we want the truth, we don't really. Like most of us don't really. We want a narrative that make, gives us purpose and, and, and gives us an identity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and gives us some group feel-goods, right? So that's what we really want when we um, when we say we're searching for facts. We're mostly searching for an identity and a narrative that gives us a sort of a purpose. And... You know, and that's that's the sort of failure, or that that's the thing that none of us appreciate enough, right? That you know that that's the reality of how sort of humans work. And there's a lot of people that sort of take advantage of that, right? And know how to take advantage of that. So it's easy to steer people towards odd sources, and it's also easy to make people less trustworthy because there's enough sort of you know smoke fire where there's smoke. In you can find enough stories that were put out by a, a New York Times or a Wall Street Journal um, that you're sort of bogus. Now, usually I would say those are opinion stories and you have to kind of separate news from opinion, but it happens in news stories too. It, and most of the time, if it's a you know flat out lie or something, they get caught in a lie, they'll usually retract that or do you know something about yeah. that because they don't want to get caught in those. But opinion stories, they don't really do that. They just put a disclaimer at the bottom saying this isn't necessarily our views. And they've published that opinion story more or less as is. And so often people don't know the difference between opinion stories and news stories, right? Like a news story has an editor, somebody checked the sources, somebody checked the facts, things like that. And um, But they still might have omissions, right? They leave stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're, if they're trying to create a narrative, they might leave stuff out even in a news piece and, you know, kind of have an agenda or they just kind of want <laughs> to get clicks and likes and all that stuff. So they might, you know tend to be, uh, you know, not that worried about the truth <laughs> because they just want those clicks. Um, so it, so that can make it hard, too, because then, you know, again, some, a lot of us are starting to feel familiar enough with journalism to know the difference between the news section and and the media player. The media companies don't necessarily do a great job to sort of highlight, like they don't have a back different color background or anything like that. It's all in the same font. You know, it says New York Times or whatever. And it's in the same font, and it looks like it's just as legit as a news story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so people don't necessarily really appreciate the difference. Um, but, yeah, so there's this trust in institutions that's gone down. And like I say, because there's enough fire where there's smoke, right? I mean, there's enough cases where you can go find something where we lied to the people, government too, right? Like we lied to black people about some of these tests we were doing in the 50s and 60s and mm-hmm. stuff. So there's places where the government has done that. So you can use that as your basis for saying you can't trust anything right so it's a mess i mean we're we're in a serious mess because you know you can't if you don't trust anything there aren't enough hours in the day to know enough like if you can't trust experts no most people don't won't don't even know what a fact well and and um and and like i said i was going to say that you know you can't become an expert in everything yourself right i don't right. even experts aren't necessarily experts enough. You know what I mean? Like, even if you have a field, everything about that field. No. So now you take the rest of us that aren't, you know, trained in that field, it's even worse right now. And so, 
you know, it's, it's, you know, you sort of start to feel hopeless. And that's why we have to develop, reestablish some trust in something because you can't simply throw it all out and say you don't trust anything. And that's kind of where we're at with a lot of people. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I don't know if you followed at all that Ohio miscarriage case. This was a black woman who was criminally charged after a miscarriage. Uh, I, I started yes and no, so go ahead. So this is the AP. So that's again a, a source that I'm, you know, it's pretty trustworthy. They don't tend to spin things, and they tend to get their facts right. Um, so I, you know, and, and so this is a Ohio. And Brittany Watts was 21 weeks and five days pregnant, which um, at that point, I think abortion is legal there now. Five days? 21 weeks and five days. Oh. So I think she was right at that point where that's where the, cro- the crossover somewhere around there. Um, she's 33 years old. Um, and she had not shared the news of her pre- pregnancy with anybody, even her family. She went to Mercy Hospital and they like didn't know what to do because, you know, there these laws are all these hospitals freaked out. So she right? went to the hospital to get treatment. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, and she was told that her water had broken prematurely and the fetus she was carrying would not survive. Mm-hmm. So the doctor didn't know what to do because they're just so confused about all these laws. Mm-hmm. And so they, they basically said, um, you know, they wanted to induce labor, but then, but then because of significant risk um, of death to her, um, but then they didn't know what to do. So then they, um, so then she spent three days trying to back and forth to the hospital, and she miscarried. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Can you imagine this scenario? Trying to figure out? No, she had to scrape the baby out. Or no, the, stop. Yeah, but yeah, plunging and toilet at her home, and and then and so then the the police have now charged her with um, a felony, a fifth degree felony for abuse of a corpse." which can be up to a year in prison and $2,500 fine. And it's went to a grand jury. So she hasn't been, you know, we don't know if the grand jury will ultimately indict or not, but, but it's in a grand jury right now. You know, and so you've got a bunch of factors in this, right? So you've got pregnant women, you've got, especially a black woman, you've got the sort of confusion in at the hospitals that are sort of caught in the middle on some of this, like they don't want to, you know, have their doctors get charged with various crimes either. And they're confused about these laws. And so you get a situation like this where, you know, and she said something about, you know, she had the baby in like a bucket in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And um, and she said something like, well, I don't want to deal with it or something like that. And then they have used that language that she used to say she didn't want to have the baby, you know. And she's saying she never said she didn't want to have the baby, even though she didn't want anything to do with the father. She's fucking tired from three days of all this bullshit. She doesn't know what to do either. Right. And she's not a doctor. Or when the doctor told her her risk to her life. And, you know, and then, but yeah. But but they sent her home. They didn't say, look, you're, this baby's going to miscarriage and this is what you need to do. She didn't fucking know what to do. No, she did not. And abortion is legal in Ohio through 21 weeks and six days. Um, you know, but because she kept coming back and forth and the hospital was right. Because they told her that she might be able to save the baby. Well, no, they told, they just didn't know what to do. They didn't, they said, well, we can't really help you because we haven't figured out the laws yet. So you have to go away and come back or something like that. I don't, something along those lines. I don't, I may not have that exactly right, but, but there was this confusion because the hospital wasn't sure 
what they were allowed to do or not do. Who's charging her and what the fuck do they need out of this case? Because there's no, no one wins in this. Absolutely no one wins unless there's something that the, whoever's prosecuting her is looking to gain. And what the fuck is that? I need to know right now. Well, that's what this is. A lot of this is about. Like, why are they even prosecuting this? Like, they're trying to canary in the coal mine, this kind of thing, and set some precedent or whatever. She should be suing their fucking asses off. Yeah. Like a lot of people, maybe the hospital, yes. because the hospital, it was legal for the hospital to do something according to Ohio law, apparently, and they didn't do it. And then then they made her wait, and then it wasn't, maybe it wasn't legal after that. And then they, even, they don't even still know what was legal and what was not legal. And then she well, miscarried. Then, then why are they, that, it's their job to know. I'm sorry. It's your job to know. You run a hospital. It's your job to know this. Yeah. And you have lawyers on staff. Trust me. You have lawyers on staff. Yeah, so the hospital officials were deliberating over the legalities, they said. There was a fear. Going when, to did, when did that law go into effect? Um, I'm not sure. But Ohio it, recently. It did not go into effect three days before this happened to her. No, it's been a while. They had plenty, plenty of time to figure out what they're going to fucking do. Right. Yeah, they're in malpractice. Yeah, so it, it's a mess. I mean, it's a serious mess, and it's a it's a you know it's a terrible tragedy. Yes, and and the fact that they're pursuing this case, you know, it'd be interesting to see if a grand jury decides to do anything with this. But you know, black women are charged with these kind of crimes ten times more. Yes, so there's that factor, um, you know, and so it's it's like it's just an absolute mess, you know. And you know, we get back, it raises all these questions about these laws. And, you know, the legal system being involved in healthcare and, you know, all of it, right? Yeah. You know, and they're saying that the issue isn't how the child, the, the, the people that are prosecuting it are saying the issue isn't how the child died. It's the fact that the baby was put into a toilet, was large enough to clog up the toilet, left in that toilet, and she went on with her, with her day, according to them. How do they know that? Yeah, they don't. They don't know that. How do they fucking know that? Yeah, it's it's awful. I mean, just the way that they've spun this is awful. So 20% of the cases when they go to grand jury don't get indicted. So we'll just see what happens here. But that means 80% do. And so she could be charged with a felony, which she could serve a year in prison and pay a fine for having a freaking miscarriage. Terrible. It's awful. I mean, it's bad enough. You, what you've already dealt with, and now you're dealing with this too, right? Right. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. And insane. the psychological hell you put her through right. by sending her home, yeah. and now you're upset because she didn't psychologically do these things the way you thought she should. Exactly. So um, I guess because we may or may not run out of battery time early, we might have to cut this short. Um, and we have potential guests. Oh, we have a guest waiting. Let's see how this how this goes. Oh, look at that. Sorry, I took so long to notice this. So we've got a special guest today, so they can join in and see what outraged them this week. So we've got a couple special guests that will be joining in about five seconds. So we'll see uh, see what they have to have what they have on their outrage list for the week. I think you guys are live. Can you hear us? Oh. Oh, hello, hello. Hello. 
Excellent. Hey, how's it going? Doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, how do we sound? Sound all right? Sound great. Are you going to go by your pseudonyms or your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Uh, no, it's nice listening to you guys and seeing what you have to say about everything. And you guys have a really nice flow going. You mm-hmm. can tell you've been doing this for a while. It's nice to hear. So, sorry. We've been doing it. We literally have been doing it for 40 years. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's that. Well, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it is funny that this show has yes. been going on for like over a year now, which I was shocked at. I was shocked at too. Sorry, we're bad. We're bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Well, we tell them. We tell them. Yeah. 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 Don't worry, listeners. Yeah. We're aware of our status in this family. Do not know. <laughs> no. These are our children. <laughs> All right. Well, what did you guys see in the memes uh, this this week? Anything? Anything uh, draw your attention? Um, I don't think maybe a little bit on the outrage border, but more of a reminder and more of it impersonal. But I think this week we had some interesting, um, like contrast between what we realized was going on in some of our friends' lives compared to what their social media has looked like. Mm. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Mm. So that was a that was a good reminder to not put too much weight on that. So that was interesting. Uh, several people this week close to us in completely different circumstances basically realized what they had been posting online is not how they were feeling about or going about life. Huh. But, yeah, I think we've just been talking a lot too just about like I don't know, there's something so therapeutic about like TikTok or Instagram or whatever you use where you just like had a long day, you sit on the couch and you just laugh at dumb 30 second videos, you know? And there's something so cathartic about seeing other people kind of go through like the same weird human experience that you're going through. But then it's also easy to see people doing really cool stuff or having this and having that. And you're like, oh, wait, why don't I have that? You know? Right. You start getting jealous. Yeah, so it's just been like a conversation of like, yeah, like it, it can be very cathartic, but like, is this actually something useful in our lives, you know? Exactly. Well, it is interesting because there's a balance there for sure. Like, you know, you we talk about all the sort of negative things of all these social media platforms, but they can have some positives too. So you're like, how do we deal with sort of the good parts and then sort of figure out how to not let the pathology, you know, pathological yeah. parts tear our lives apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I guess it's just yeah. all about finding balance. Yeah. So. I think there's a healthy way and a less healthy way to go about it. And I think the difference between the two can be very subtle, um, especially when you're going through it every single day. So the transition can be even more subtle mm. between using it properly and then putting too much weight on it. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, It's a toughie, especially, I think, you know, I always talk about how, like, you know, it's not great to be doom scrolling at bedtime. Like, maybe maybe shut that part off. That might be step one. I know. And it's like, oh, it's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. What should I do? Let me go on Instagram for an hour because that's (laughs) my brain and, like, my nervous system, you know. But, yeah. So, I think that's been a thing. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Gosh. We're not very exciting. Sorry. (laughs) Did you guys, what, have you guys seen any anything about these like tractor protests in Europe? Like these farmer protests oh, going on? Oh, you know what's so interesting? I actually had a coworker who just got back from France 
Um, she did like a school trip out there and she said that they're still very much involved in that and stuff. And it was interesting to see all these signs everywhere. And, um, but yeah, you know, I will always give credit to the French that when they're pissed off, they know how to get things done. Like, <laughs> I feel like as a country, we could maybe take a few pointers. Like, like they follow through on a protest, you know, they make a statement and you got to give it to them. Like they'll let you know how they feel, you know? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. When your time runs out in 20 seconds, if you want to jump back up, just put yourself okay. back in the queue. While, while we're doing that, will you um, up expand on this tractor thing a little bit? I don't actually know what you're talking about. Okay, sure. Yeah, so yeah, so there's all these um, basically farmer protests going on in Europe. And it, it kind of started in, in Paris, apparently. Um, and they were blocking roads. And I've still, to be honest with you, I don't... Re- I don't understand the details, a lot of the details of what's really their problem. But overall, I guess it relates to working condition, taxes and regulation. I guess there's a new law that I I, I guess this kind of started in in France with some new law that's coming out. And, you know, somebody's kind of an expert on this and wants to add to it. But but yeah, there's like this new law coming out and um, and and that was part of it. And then now this has kind of expanded beyond France. Um, and it's the same, but it's all kind of related. Uh, I guess the um, they they were um, they they protested in in at the Parliament Building in Brussels, and because there's a summit going on there, and they blocked roads with over a thousand tractors, and they toppled a statue, and they set fires, and they launched fireworks, and threw eggs. So all of this kind of you know you know goes back and forth between you know kind of peaceful protest and 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 sort of. I don't know um, what I want to say, resistance and things like that versus, you know, getting maybe a little bit too violent. And, and, and again, it, you know, what, line, what crosses individuals lines and all that maybe, maybe a little different, but um, so that it's kind of expanded to more, more of Europe now and kind of becoming beyond France and they want increased wages. They want tax relief. They want reductions in environmental rules and protection from cheap food imports among other things. Um, and of course, you know, some people were arrested and, um, but the arrests weren't that bad. I mean, like 80 protesters out of 10,000. So it wasn't like, you know, everybody got sort of steamrolled or whatever, but you know, and I think Jen's right that, uh, you know, the French are pretty good at these protests, man. They, they're pretty good at, at like making their statement. Um, and it's, it's hard to figure out exactly um, sort of who's right and who's wrong in this in this debate, and I think it's probably more nuanced than that because there's probably it's probably fair to say that. Um, oh, I thought I had a guest, and now I don't. No, oh, we're, I, we're here. Oh, oh, you're there. Okay, cool. Hello. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you're back. Hey, you're back. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's probably more nuanced than than we're going to completely figure out. But basically, it seems like it's mostly kind of the supermarket food chain versus farmers <laughs> it's kind of the battle okay interesting and there's some ruling there's some specific ruling about um about there's it's on the table i guess and for now it's been delayed or postponed but that was it was like a rule requiring farmers not to cultivate four percent of their land to allow for soil regeneration um, you know, and that was kind of the last straw kind of thing. They were like already feeling, you know, feeling at their limit. Now you're telling me I can't even work 4% of my land and, you know, and that kind of set some of this off. 
Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's interesting because one of the things I feel like you never get when you see those French protests, particularly, but you know, in European, um, you know, any type of outrages, you know, what's the actual other side, you know, is right. Is that a small minority? Is there, you know, an oligarchy that's a small majority that's taking control of that? Or, you know, who, who's the other side and how, how do they feel about the issue? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Getting exactly sort of what are the, what is the conflict here can be sometimes challenging. Yep. Uh, you know, and this kind of stuff isn't covered that well in, in U.S. media, right? I mean, they might do a, a literally like 10 second thing about it. Oh, they protest in France. Doop, doop. Next thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I was curious also, since I have a bunch of TikTokers here. Well, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't do TikTok. You don't have any TikTokers here. You're a TikToker. I do not post any you TikToks. You don't post, but I mean, you, you <laughs> I'm you a voyeur. <laughs> I'm a voyeur. Yeah. So did you, has this universal music group, you know, they, they lost the deal. Yeah. You know, that shut off a bunch of like 30% of their music or something. Right. So has that? Have you noticed that? Has that been a factor in your scrolling? I've only noticed a couple of them. I don't really watch any of the dance videos because all it does is like, oh, those you guys are coordinated and better right. than me. It makes me feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> so, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't. So I don't watch a whole lot of the music ones. They don't come up in my feed. But um, this is—it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to, you know. Um, They, you know, all these uh, streaming services don't want to pay for, they want to pay fractions right. of pennies for every time these songs are streamed. Right, they already had a pretty good deal, and apparently TikTok said, no, nope, we're going to pay even less. Right, right. And so, and they're the biggest, so they could Are they be, the biggest now? Yeah. Hmm. So there could could go two ways. You can have those small guys just come, um, you know, rolled, rolling in and take over. Or they'll say, no, we need to be paid, too, and join the uh, universal group. Right. It's kind of a battle. Who has a bigger leverage in this, TikTok or the music group? And right. Who will give yeah. up first? Yeah. And, Is this about it, universal, or are they trying to test the, how much power they have? Right. Yeah, they're trying right. to get more money. Right. I think it's a, exactly. I mean, I think universal is like a test group, right, because it's one of the bigger ones. And they're going to see who has more power, TikTok or one of these media, one of these music companies. Oh, I think the power is about to go out, folks. I can hear the UPS going crazy. <laughs> yeah. So we might not have much more broadcast time. Got anything you want to throw in before we get shut off by the um, electric, electricity? Yeah, electricity? really, really. Just, uh, stuff I don't want to dominate everything. Well, I was going to I, talk more. Well, the I one thing like I wanted to. to... Oh, I think Addison has something. Go okay. for it. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, thank you guys for having us join you. This yeah. was lovely. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Thanks for coming on. We'll have to do it again sometime. And I want to yeah. say yeah. that um, syphilis is its, its highest rate I since 1950s. Well, goddamn. That, <laughs> that Go might have people. actually been on my 2024 bingo card. That one actually yeah. makes sense. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read yeah. something about that. Yeah. And you know where it is? Uh, it's in Florida is just crawling it's with rampant. it's <laughs> rampant in florida oh it's <laughs> rampant in florida and arizona that's funny and oh san diego Whew. Hmm. better All be right. careful What's going on down there in san yeah. diego uh yeah arizona florida um yeah florida is just a hotbed of syphilis um so 
Why? Why is this? Well, we know why. That's a good question. Actually, I saw some reporting on this. They don't know why, actually. They don't know exactly what has caused this change. Because I guess gonorrhea is down in the thing I read, and they didn't understand that. And there either. was a super gonorrhea last year, wasn't there? I, I thought so, yeah. Which was weird because in um, it was those were during the COVID times. Right, yeah. Well, and people talked about, yeah. I know, like, hey, how's that working? <laughs> I'm confused. I'm totally confused by that. Hey, Grinders 24-7, right? All right. Well, They're I like think, the mailmen. I think maybe we'll have to wrap up because I think our power is going to go out. Uh, I mean, power is already out, but our backup power is going to go out. So I want to thank folks for coming on. And um, we have Daryl with the dashes and Cecilia Grace and John Bush and Jen and uh, Addison and Wandering Fool and Doobie and Dr. Robert James Goodman and Her Majesty Abby and Anthony Thomas and Chocolate Yoda. So glad folks were able to join us for a little while at least. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, stay safe, everybody. And um, I have a lot of... A lot of stuff that we didn't talk about, so maybe we'll see if any of that circles back. Okay. What about you? You got a lot of stuff? I have a few things. A few things. You want to finish with anything Anything exciting? What's more exciting than syphilis? Yeah, you, you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Good night. Well, I think we're going to wrap up a little early, and we will see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Love you. Love you.